Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Aaron J. Dodson Podcast, and I'm Aaron, your host. And this is a 10-minute overview of the book of Ecclesiastes. I'm slowly making my way through the books of the Old Testament. Haven't got into the New Testament yet, and I hope that you're enjoying these. The title of the book Ecclesiastes comes from the Hebrew title, which means one who speaks at an assembly, or the preacher. And so this book is about the son of David, king in Jerusalem, the words of the preacher. And that's the way the book starts in Ecclesiastes 1, verse 1. And as you read the book, you are struck with the fact that the word vanity is used 37 times. And the phrase under the sun is used 29 times. And that there's this phrase that continues to be repeated, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. It really strikes you when you're reading this that it's somewhat of a repetitive book and that the writer, the son of David, king in Jerusalem, the words of the preacher, uh, he seems somewhat negative. Johnny Ramsey, a a great uh, preacher of God's word from yesteryear, in his book called Cover to Cover, in writing about the book of Ecclesiastes, He says, no book of the Bible challenges our close attention like the one called Ecclesiastes. It is a most unusual and often misunderstood section of Scripture, and with that, I would agree. He writes, we dare not read it casually nor treat it lightly if we wish to fathom its depths. The phrase under the sun is mentioned 29 times in 12 chapters to illustrate the vanity of mundane interests and the insecurity of wealth, wisdom, and earthly power. And Solomon was the quintessence of these possessions, and his very life manifests the shallow nature of worldly attainments. Brother Johnny writes, Riches do not satisfy as transitory values rapidly pass away. God's gifts should be enjoyed, but must never be the aim or goal of life. As Solomon talks it over within himself, he learns that the fear of Jehovah brings a sure reward in this spiritual pilgrimage. However, such an ending refers to the kind of life man should lead and not to that which carnal man seeks here below. If a strain of pessimism or fatalism seems to course its way through Ecclesiastes, it belongs to the realm of what the writer said in his heart and not to the inspired answer to our dilemma God supplies. And then later in his section on Ecclesiastes, Johnny Ramsey adds this, and I thought this was helpful, and it will be helpful to to my listeners. He wrote, As one carefully studies Ecclesiastes, he realizes the vivid contrast of the two viewpoints expressed constantly on its pages. I believe, he wrote, the following distinctions are evident. Man's fatalism versus God's providence, man's frailty versus God's sovereignty, man's today versus God's tomorrow. And I like that so much that I wanted to read it to you for your contemplation. I have come to believe that the great lesson of Ecclesiastes is that true religion, a holy and reverent fear of God and and humble, unquestioning obedience to God's will, That affords the only genuine happiness here, and of course, salvation hereafter. And in the book of Ecclesiastes is revealed the emptiness of a life apart from God. 
so that we might learn how rich and full life is with him, even in the here and now. The book has a theme, even though it is a somewhat complex and perhaps difficult book, especially for someone reading it for the first time. The theme of it is that Solomon was searching for the greatest good. If you look at Ecclesiastes 1 verse 3, after identifying himself as a writer and saying, Vanity of vanities, says the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. And that phrase is used, I think, four, let's see, five times total in the New King James Bible. Verse 3, he writes, What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? And so he's searching for the greatest good. And that's what so many are searching for in this life, even today in the 21st century. Solomon found that genuine happiness is not found in human wisdom, human wealth, human power, and human pleasure. All earthly efforts, worldly pursuits, and temporary pleasures without God, they are vanity. King James says, vexation of spirit. The New King James says, grasping for the wind. That means they don't bring any lasting satisfaction. They're here and they're gone. Vain. Earthly wisdom is only madness and folly. Apart from God, life is futile, empty, and without meaning. The supreme good is is what's found in the very end of the book, Ecclesiastes 12, 13, to which I will return before I close this out. It would help in studying the book of Ecclesiastes to consider the man Solomon, his establishment as a king, as the son of David. I would encourage you to read 2 Chronicles chapters 1 through 9 for that. Consider him and his downfall in his older years, 1 Kings chapters 10 and 11. And you might reference Deuteronomy 17 as well, God's instructions to the king and how, oh, Solomon, he so failed in the instructions God had given for the kings of Israel, Deuteronomy 17. It's important to understand the depth of his character, that what he chose to do in his life, the depravity to which he lived or the extent of depravity to which he reached, that can happen to anyone. Solomon, it seems, to some degree was trying to find himself because he went after women, and he, and, he, and he had this idea of nihilism, that life is meaningless. And, and sometimes he was thinking about serving God, that there's someone higher than himself. So it seems like he was trying to find himself. But unfortunately, this man who was certainly given the wisdom of God, the wisest man, he became greedy, lustful, power-hungry, and an idolatrous fool. And as a result, the kingdom would be divided during his son's reign, 1 Kings 11, 9 through 13. Now, I personally think that the book was written in his older years. I don't know if he was penitent upon writing this or afterward. I would love to think that, but I'm not sure that I can know that. I, I, I'm sure that I know I can't be sure of that. Life without God is boring, monotonous, meaningless, pointless, it doesn't satisfy and it's frustrating. And it, I think a, a decent modern illustration, it's not comparable, but it's 
it makes me think of this is the 1993 movie Groundhog Day, where the character Phil Connors, Bill Murray, is stuck in the same day. To a great degree, that's what life is like without God. You're in the rat race of life. You're just chasing the same things over and over. You're not satisfied. And I've met people in the world like that. And I've experienced that to a degree in my own life. In Ecclesiastes, I think Solomon is dealing with the monotony of life and self-actualization. Understanding what the greatest good is and how to reach its fullest potential. Again, with those key terms in mind, consider that the key verses are chapter 2, verse 24, where the writer said, Nothing is better for a man that he should eat and drink and that his soul should enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw was from the hand of God. And then at the very end, you're familiar with chapter 12, verse 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. You see, the supreme good is recognizing a person's proper role in reality, in society, in the universe, and on planet Earth. To fear God and keep His commandments, this is man's all. It's not merely our duty, but it is our life, it is our happiness, and it is our hope. Here's a brief outline of the book for your consideration. I couldn't find an outline with which I was very satisfied. But chapters 1 and 2 are his quest by personal experiment. Chapters 3 and 4, the quest or his quest by general observation. Chapters 5 through 8, his quest by practical morality. And then finally, chapters 9 through 12, as he starts drawing this to a conclusion, his, his quest for happiness is reviewed and then he makes his conclusions. That's a very brief and general outline, but maybe it will help you in your study of this great book. I encourage you, get out the book of Ecclesiastes and dig in and study. And, um, and if you have any questions about it, I'll be glad to try to answer them. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on social media. I hope this has encouraged you. Go back and look at it. What it teaches is this. You can have everything at your disposal. You can even have great, great wisdom. But if you don't make the right choices, you are truly not wise. And you can live your life in folly. You can do well early on, but then fall away and be lost. Be away from God when you die. And that is not what you want to do. That is the worst condition that you can be in. It would be better if you didn't know the way than if you knew it and you turned from it. So in the words of Johnny Ramsey in his book, Cover to Cover, regarding the book of Ecclesiastes, he ends that portion on Ecclesiastes by saying, we dare not postpone the service of God until the winter of life. Thanks for listening. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.